The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to our weekly dive into the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We're going to look at November 5th through 11th. And as you saw just a moment ago, I uh, remind everybody, this is Remembrance Day, lest we forget. And remember all the great soldiers that did the fighting to give us uh, freedom along the way. Um, this is at noon, so hopefully you took a moment of uh, silence at 11.11 uh, uh, today and are uh, marking the remembrance of uh, those who served for us. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more of that uh, as we get to actually the 11th on the uh, list today. We also want to remind you that we are available on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We are on YouTube and on Facebook. You can always get a hold of us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Email us at scumbagswrestling at uh, gmail.com. Go to our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. We are one of the major sponsors of uh, the All Ontario Cup and the Scumbags uh, bracket is happening tonight. Contact Barry Wrestling to find out how you can be a part of it. And we are also uh, part of uh, Hammerlock uh, Pure Wrestling, which is happening in Elmer on uh, Saturday. So get your tickets if you're in the area and support indie wrestling. Now, as I said, we are doing the 11th to the uh, 5th to the 11th of uh november and we can't do it without jonesy in niagara falls how are you jonesy i'm doing pretty good um trying to think today's weather so far this week has actually been pretty good i know it's supposed to start sucking uh near the end of the week but uh, yeah it's been nice having uh afternoons with double digit temperatures uh, hanging out in the uh, backyard with the dog for a little while uh at least gets us some fresh air and sunlight I appreciate what we can. But if you're ready to get going, we're going to start with November 5th. All right, November 5th. 27 years ago, ECW presents uh, November to Remember. The show featured two of the most famous moments in the company's storied history. Sandman, who was blinded weeks earlier by Tommy Dreamer, KO's Commissioner Gordon in reveals not only is he not blind, but a woman is his manager. Also, shortly into the Benoit-Sabu match, Sabu uh, would, uh, gets dropped on his head, breaking his neck, with Benoit earning the nickname of the Crippler. And if you've ever seen uh, the footage of that, yikes, does it look like that just sucked. Yeah, we got the photo of it, uh, the landing up right now. Uh, unfortunately, you can't use uh, GIFs, I guess, because I've gotten a strike against uh, that for copyright. Uh, so I don't want to get any more strikes that way. But as you see, uh, Sabu's landing on his neck right here. And uh, actually just, uh, I think last week, announced his retirement from wrestling. Oh, wow. Yeah, he is getting up there. He's got to be, what, close to 50, if not 50 by now? Mid-50s. Wow. And a guy who uh, did abuse his body a lot, that's uh, pretty good to go that long. However, he probably figured, you know what, there's no way I'm going to even get close to Terry Funk's mark, so I might as well just retire now. 
And also on that show, the public enemy, Johnny Grunge and Rock Earl Rock, would defeat Cactus Jack and Mikey Whipwreck to win the ECW Tag Team Championship. Can't say they were one of my favorite tag teams, but uh, they definitely were popular. Uh, in a way, I would uh, consider them, and a lot of people will probably disagree with me on this one, it was probably the Wish version of uh, the Dudley Boys. Also kind of nasty boys, too. Yeah. And Mind you, the public like, enemy, I did like them. I thought they fit perfectly into WCW. Yeah. But like I said, they were the wish version of those teams, like how Powers of Pain might be considered the wish version of Demolition and uh, Legion of Doom, depending on which side of the fence you sit on with who was better between those two. But number three would be the aforementioned teams, a Powers of Pain or Public Enemy. Yes. 24 years ago on Raw from Long Island, New York, The Rock defeated Chris Jericho to win the WCW Championship. The Rock would be the last WCW Champion before it is unified a month later by Chris Jericho. 21 years ago, ECW presented November to Remember. Uh, the main event saw Steve Carino uh, defeat Jerry Lynn, the Sandman, and Justin Credible in a double Jeopardy match to win the ECW Championship. Now, I kind of looked this up looking to find out a photo of it. And along the way, I didn't find a photo, unfortunately, just that logo that was up there. But um, the double Jeopardy match... Uh, Looked like from my reading, there was two matches going on at the same time, and when uh, there was people pinned, those guys would then go against each other. It was like a three fall match with four guys going at it at the same time. So you'd have to kind of wonder if you're going, say it was, I'm not sure what the combination was, but Steve Carino and Jerry Lynn. If uh, Sandman wanted to go against Carino, he'd be trying to stop Jerry Lynn from pinning Carino potentially yeah. during that match. Like I'd have to go back and watch it, but it's just kind of a weird concept to have two matches going on at the same time that goes down to who you want to go against if you're the victor of that fall of your match. Very unique. I don't think it's ever been done again. Yeah, you can go on the WWE Network and uh, find that match. That would be 2000. All right, moving on. 20 years ago on Raw from... I already did that. Oh, no, did I? Did we have two Long Islands here? Yeah. The same one. 19 oh, years one. ago at SmackDown taping, Edge and Rey Mysterio defeated Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle in a two or three falls uh, match to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. This was during the time that... Uh, the SmackDown Six were uh, basically running things, and you could interchange those six guys. Uh, even though you had uh, guys like Brock Lesnar and Big Show and Undertaker there, it was the core guys of six, uh, including, um, I believe, Eddie and Chavo, along with uh, Edge, Ray, Benoit, and Angle. Those were guys that could interchange, and they were nicknamed the SmackDown Six. Yeah, I didn't watch uh, SmackDown at that time. I watched mostly Raw. Um, I think SmackDown has always had a little more quality than Raw. Uh, Raw has been more of the sports entertainment side as opposed to the wrestling side, which has always been SmackDown. 
Yeah, I don't know if they put another one out, but the first SmackDown best of um, that three disc set was actually really good. And I don't know if they put out another one, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. All right. Now that I remember where I am, do, 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 we've got 15 years ago, WWE presented Cyber Sunday, which formerly was called Taboo Tuesday. We had uh, we seen Lita defeat Mickey James in a Diva Lumberjack match to win the vacated WWE Women's Championship. Lumberjack rules won the stipulation vote with 46%. Ric Flair and Rowdy Rowdy Piper defeated the Spirit Squad, Kenny and Mikey, to win the World Tag Team Championship. Piper was the WWE Hall of Famer of choice with 46%. A Dusty Rhodes trailed him, and the Sarge finished third. In the main event, saw King Bucca uh, defeated, defeated John Zena and the Big Show in a triple threat match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. And it is a happy 33rd birthday for women's wrestling standout, Alison uh, Kay, though some wrestling fans would know her as Sienna in TNA. Happy birthday to Allison Kay. Allison, there you go. See, the way it's spelled, that all screws me up, man. Moving on to November 6th. 27 years ago, Triple A, Puerto Rico's IWC and WCW presented When Worlds Collide from the Los Angeles Sports Arena in Los Angeles. Uh, this event was voted second best card in 94 by Wrestling Observer Readers. On the bill was Eddie Guerrero, Tito Santana, Psychosis, Heavy Metal, Rey Mysterio, The Pegasus Kid, Conan, Two Cold Scorpio, and La Parca. And the event was commentated by Chris Cruz and the debuting Mike Tenay on American Pay-Per-View. I think I actually uh, saw this one. We might have even uh, rented it on uh, Pay-Per-View. Uh, very young Rey Mysterio. Uh, I think he'd only had... A couple of matches, and uh, he'd also been training, I think, with uh, Psychosis, who was in the uh, six-man tag team match uh, that they went against each other, and Heavy Metal was in that. But mm -hmm. yeah, a decent card, and you saw guys who became uh, superstars from that card. Yeah, they uh, they pretty much all went on. I mean, shit, who who the hell was the Pegasus kid? Chris Benoit. There you go. That's what I thought, but I couldn't think of his name. So yeah, pretty much all those guys they went on to do a lot more in WCW, and then eventually over to Vince and WWE. Yeah, except I don't think Alparka did. No, he's uh, the exception, and Conan uh, spent very limited time over in WWE land as uh, Max Moon. Actually, I got to see Max Moon at the uh, London Gardens uh, years ago. I want to say he was fighting Razor, but I could be totally wrong on that. Yeah, but, but was he Conan or was he uh, Paul Diamond? That I'm not 100% sure on. Because I can't even remember exactly what month that damn card was in. So, yeah. But he did have the cheesy fireworks, so. 21 years ago on Raw is War from Houston, Texas, Bull Buchanan and the godfather of Right to Censor defeated the Hardy Boys to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 
And we would also see the debut of Molly Holly. Nora Greenwald uh, was let go from the WCW in August of 2000, where she was known there as Miss Madness. She would train Stephanie Belairs, uh, a.k.a. Gorgeous George, while there. I was a fan of uh, Molly Holly. She didn't stand out as one of those divas uh, at all, but a uh, very uh, talented uh, individual. And uh, she even uh, went to Vince McMahon to get on the WrestleMania 20 card, saying that she'd, she would shave her head uh, and because they were going to be left off the card totally. Oh, wow. Had she not pulled that one. And so she was willing to do that and got the uh, match with her and uh, I, I mean, uh, Victoria put on there. And yeah, great uh, face, heel, uh, good storyline with her and Spike Dudley as the uh, little kid star crossed lovers type deal that they were doing uh, when she first came in as Molly Holly. And I believe, uh, well, she was just recently inducted into the Hall of Fame, but I believe she's uh, now working as an agent for WWE. Hmm. Nice. And I'm sure she's grown her hair back in. Moving on, 18 years ago, Mike Lockwood, best known to wrestling fans as the Houdini of hardcore, Crash Holly, passed away in his friend's uh, Stevie Richards' house in Narvera, Florida, and he was just 32. From one Holly to another. Yes. 15 years ago on Raw, Johnny Nitro defeated Jeff Hardy in a no-DQ match to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Man, that's a young John Morrison there. Very much so. And also on the show, rapper-dancer Kevin Federline challenged John Zena to a match on the New Year's Day 2007 Raw. Uh, this was one night after Federline Fred, uh, cost Zena the World Heavyweight Championship at Cyber Sunday. He'll be best known as Britney's baby daddy. Yep, Britney's baby daddy. He is a... Not too bad looking fellow. He's got a nice bald head there. Uh, it's a happy 78th birthday uh, for the original world's strongest man, Kenneth Wayne Patera. Uh, Ken Patera competed in football, wrestling, and track in his younger days. Uh, he won the gold medal in shot put at the 1967 Pan Am Games. Uh, from 1967 to uh, 1972, Patera would become one of the world's uh, pre- eminent weightlifters. He won four consecutive national weightlifting championships during that span. Uh, cleaned up at the 1971 Pan Am Games, including a gold medal in the weightlifting category, and finished second in the World Weightlifting Championships in 1971. In 1972, he became the first American to clean and jerk over 500 pounds, and the only American to clean and press 500 pounds. And would um, and he would come in third in the first world's strongest man competition. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, strong jerking going on there. Very much so, and he definitely knew how to throw throw a boulder, as he uh, was uh, angry at McDonald's and threw a oh, yes. rock through their window, causing him to go to jail and missing. Uh, his career in WWF. Yeah, and, and I, 
I, I, I didn't get to see Patera in his, uh, say, his glory days. I got to see him more at the end of his glory days. Sadly uh, enough, yeah. I saw him yeah. with uh, what was it, uh, Billy Jack Haynes. They were about to do a tag team. And also he was part of Hogan's team on mm-hmm. the very first uh, Survivor Series in 87. Uh, Patera would transition to wrestling in 1973. He began in the AWA, feuding with Johnny Valentine. Patera wrestled mainly as a heel for most of the 70s and early 80s for all three major promotions, WWF, NWA, and AWA. Patera is three times divorced and has two daughters. Moving on to November 7th, 42 years ago in Amagasaki, Japan, Harley Race defeated Giant Baba to regain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship he'd lost a week earlier to Baba in Nagoya. 36 years ago, WWF presented the Wrestling Classic. This was the first WWF show available through pay-per-view only. Uh, The show's feature was a 16-elimination tournament, which saw JYD defeat Randy Savage in the finals. Yeah, some interesting combinations there, including uh, Kirshner and Adrian Adonis, Dynamite Kid, and Volkov. They took a lot of tag teams and split them for this. Orndorff and uh, Cowboy Bob Orton, Morocco and Santana, Moondog, Spot, and Terry Funk, Iron Sheik and JYD. Steamboat and David Boy Smith, Macho and Ivan Putsky. Uh, yeah, quite the tournament going on there. Now, uh, who would you have picked out of them to win? Because I know Macho Man, I think he won the next year. Yeah, he ended up, and it was also a King of the Ring, I think, uh, at that point mm-hmm. uh, that Macho won, and so uh, later on, so did Morocco. Um, yeah, it'd be either Macho or uh, Steamboat, probably. Steamboat would have been a good uh, one to take this whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I want to say that, well, maybe this, I'm not sure if this is the one that I, I seen one of these years and years ago, back when uh, VHS was just kind of maybe in its uh, first five years. And uh, I watched one of these and uh, I really liked it. It's they, they were good, the wrestling classics. I think it was this one. All right. Cool. I I can't remember. I I just know Macho Man went to the finals, I I believe. 26 years ago on Raw, an emotional Vince McMahon on commentary announced that Macho Man Randy Savage had left the WWF to wrestle for those rebel scum WCW. Also on the show, Bret Hart in the British Bulldog defeated Owen Hart in Jim Neidhart. I can't say I was sad to see Macho Man leave on commentary um, because, I I mean, he was okay, but his voice, God, it's it's as bad as listening to Booker T. Understandable. And then he uh, was winding down his career, at least uh, in Vince's eyes, and that's why he was on commentary. But then he had a uh, longer career when he went over to WCW. I remember uh, being at my grandparents' house. I I believe it was... uh, December 27th, 28th-ish, where he showed up on WCW TV, uh, so just a month later. Yep. And I was like, what? But you know that uh, Hogan, Randy Savage, they all fit in quite well in 
WCW, especially at the beginning when it was car cartoony, similar to w, uh, WWF. And uh, that, until they uh, showed up over there, WCW had yet to turn a uh, profit. Wow. 17 years ago, TNA presents Victory Road. This would be the start of a monthly pay-per-view for the company. Uh, Hector Garza won a 20-man X-Division gauntlet match. Three live crew, BG James and Conan, defeated Team Canada, being Bobby Roode and Eric Young, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Monty Brown defeated Abyss in Raven in a Monster Balls match. And Jeff Jarrett defeated Jeff Hardy in a ladder match to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The post-match featured the TNA debut of the Macho Man, Randy Savage, which really he didn't do much at all in uh, TNA. I think he might have had one match, maybe two, but I don't think he ever had a singles match. Yeah, I'm not uh, familiar with too much of his uh, TNA uh, incarnation. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Victory Road, I had that one. You might have that one now, I don't know. Um, and... Uh, at the end of that, Macho Man comes up with the whole pay-per-view. They're going on about Macho and, and all that. And then at the end, you barely get him at all. It was just terrible. Yeah. But the card itself was pretty good. 11 years ago, TNA presented Turning Point. Uh, Robbie E. defeated Jade Lethal to win the TNA X Division Championship. Rob Van Dam defeated Tommy Dreamer. Abyss defeated D'Angelo De Niro in a Lumberjack match. Lumberjacks were members of the Pope's congregation. That'd be awesome if it was the real Pope's congregation. And <laughs> Jeff Jarrett defeated Samoa Joe. The main event saw Jeff Hardy defeat Matt Morgan for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And it would have been a happy 64th birthday to Christopher Allen Pallies, best known to wrestling fans as King Kong Bundy. Bundy was not only a great big man, but he was an official Bundy, as his name was the inspiration of the Married with Children, uh, uh, last name Bundy. He would appear twice on the show, once as Uncle Irwin and once as himself. He would also dabble in stand-up comedy. And I heard that uh, guy is uh, was very nice in person, and he wasn't uh, too much of, you know, into the drinking and all that. He, uh, um, well, was different than the character in which he portrayed. Yeah, very much different. And he uh, noticed, and I think it was on a uh, Bundy tribute show of uh, something to wrestle. They mentioned about his look. You see him with eyebrows, and he's just some fat, bald guy with a smile. You take away those eyebrows, and much like they are doing right now with um, uh, Harlan on NXT, He's uh, got his head shaved and his eyebrows, and he looks menacing compared to just some dude with an uh, with a bald head. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. So, are you saying that I should shave my eyebrows for next uh, Halloween? If you want to be menacing, ooh, and look maybe kind I'll, of freaky. Maybe maybe I'll spend the money and get them uh, um, waxed and then paint over them and see what it looks like before I actually did it. There you go. November 8th, 
46 years ago, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. This would mark the, the end of the 2,625-day uh, 2, reign that he had. 41 years ago, Tony Gurria and Rick Martel defeated the Wild Samoans, Afa and Sika, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago on Nitro, Scott Hall outdrank and defeated Bret Hart, Sid Vicious, and Goldberg in the latter match to win the WCW US title. Oh, that's a great picture of uh, Kevin Nash. Dressed up like the Grand Wizard. And over on Raw is War, the New Age Outlaws, Jesse James and Billy Gunn defeated Mankind and Al Snow to win the WWF Tag Team Championship for the fifth time. This was the 15th and final time the titles changed in 1999. The record is 17 times in 2001, and I believe it still stands. Shocking. Um, one thing that was not in the notes that I'm going to uh, throw in here is sure. the fact when I was looking for uh, pictures for that episode, this one actually came up more so, and I thought it was more important than Scott Hall winning a ladder match for the U.S. title. And this is Dustin Rhodes as seven. That we spent weeks watching videos of this creepy bald guy all in white and dressed almost like The Undertaker, uh, peeking in children's windows. And next thing you know, on the episode of Nitro, he got uh, his debut and there's lights and smoke and all of a sudden he elevates and starts floating down to ringside. And they're like, whoa, what the heck's this? And uh, they're talking about it. And all of a sudden, after the smoke clears and the lights come on, it's Dustin Rhodes and he starts his promo and then just basically says no enough where i'm dustin rhodes this is bs uh i'm tired of this stuff i'm not a cartoon the gold dust uh, stuff was horrible and he just totally shits on the whole seven uh character where they spent all this time creating and then do this big dramatic entrance to the ring and done in one foul swoop you know and uh, then he became dustin rhodes again and he was complaining about the fact that his dad had just gotten released from wcw and so uh, he's probably bitter uh knowing the fact that he probably went over there uh as an employee for wcw but his dad was probably still employed and then before he debuts he's his dad's gone and he's stuck there and uh, being doing another gold dust uh, thing, and you know, it, it was almost a precursor to what we see nowadays uh, with former WWE guys going over to AEW and crapping on their former employee uh, employer, uh, that being WWE. And in this case, Dustin did that with not only his former but current employer uh, with WCW, and yeah, he didn't really amount to much when he. Uh, after he broke that kayfabe. And I don't recall much going on with Dustin after he broke that character. And then you'd see him back as uh, Goldust a couple more times, uh, gain a lot of weight and be Black Rain over in uh, TNA. Almost like the same thing, except for a, gold, a mixture of Seven and Goldust together. 
Uh, thankfully, Dustin has uh, gotten uh, rehab and been clean and sober for a long time. I'm a huge fan of Dustin Rhodes, and he's uh, doing amazing things over in uh, AEW and training. He's at his own school as well, but that is definitely a dark time in Dustin Rhodes' career, but we'll always have seven and you can always go over to YouTube and find that video. And it's probably even still on uh, WD Network, but it's definitely available on YouTube. <laughs> oh, that whole thing was just why. Uh, 16 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Eddie Guerrero uh, defeated Ken Kennedy via DQ. This would be Guerrero's last televised match. FYI, uh, four years later, Kennedy would be the last opponent for Umanga. Yeah, kind of weird, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, the whole match, great match, and it was setting Eddie up for uh, being a contender for Batista's title. And unfortunately, Chavo found him uh, the next day. Uh, on the floor of his hotel room. Yep. That day sucked. 12 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Tiger Mask 4 defeated Mystico, Mystico, Mystico. Oh, man, why am I having trouble with that one? Mystico, there you go, to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Oh, he kind of looks like a like a, is that a cat or a bear? Tiger. Oh, it's a tiger. Doesn't look tiger like a tiger. Four. Yeah, it doesn't look like a tiger. It's not a tiger. Uh, it's just a lot of padding around the terrible tiger. Anyways, it's a happy 34th birthday to the Rainmaker. Hey, talking about another Rainmaker, uh, Kazukiya Okada. He was trained by Ultimo Dragon, made his debut at the age of 16 in Mexico. Until 2007, he mostly wrestled in the U.S. and Canada. In 2007, Okada returned to Japan and trained at the New Japan Dojo. In 2008, after an eight-month injury, he would become a breakout star for New Japan. But in 2010, he would be sent to TNA and released in 2011. In January of 2012, he would become the Rainmaker and win the IWGP heavyweight belt. And he would go on to win many tournaments and more belts. In 2016, Okada was ranked the number two singles wrestler in the world by Pro Wrestling Illustrated in their annual PWI 500. November 9th. 65 years ago, Luthez defeated Whipper Billy Watson to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. All those old guys got the furry chests. 46 years ago, Terry Funk defeated Paul Jones to win the NWA United States Heavyweight Championship. The championship was vacated following an October 4th flare uh, plane crash that injured then United States champion Johnny Valentine. 22 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Arnold Schwarzenegger guest stars to promote his new movie, End of Days, and was involved in the main event. Interfering in the match event as Triple H took on test with Stone Cold as the special guest referee. After the match, Triple H took exception to Arnold tossing in a chair to Austin that ended up being used on Triple H. Triple H would go on, sorry, would go 
after Arnold at the commentating table, but Schwarzenegger would deliver a convincing backhand to knock Triple H down. And he got a WD title for his troubles. Yeah, that... um, I don't know. I think I, the funny thing is, um, I think Arnold fit in pretty good, but Arnold looked really small compared to a lot of those other guys. Hey, it's a happy 62nd birthday to Joseph Nicholas Patrick Hamilton Jr., but he is best known to wrestling fans as Nick Patrick. Born in Lakeland, Florida, Hamilton is the son of wrestling legend Jody Hamilton, aka the Assassin. Hamilton was injured early in the in his wrestling career, so he switched to refereeing. He took on the nickname Nick Patrick, which is his two middle names, so he could make a name for himself without his father's help. Nick began refereeing for Georgia Championship Wrestling in 1980, moved on to JCP, and remained there for its transition to WCW. He was a member of the NWO and remained with WCW till its end as the head official. WWE picked up Patrick along with Charles Robinson and Billy Silverman. Patrick would become the senior referee on SmackDown from 2007 until February 2007 when he left for Florida Championship Wrestling. He would return to the WWE for a bit but left again due to chronic back injury. Patrick would work for Rampage Pro Wrestling as their director replacing his father Jody Hamilton the pair would book shows similar ugh, book shows together until the company gave both of them their walking papers. And I do believe occasionally he still refs a match from time to time. Yeah, I'm not sure. He could be on the indie circuit. I, I believe I read that in the thing. I just didn't uh, put everything in there. November 10th, 28 years ago, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 25. Rick Rude and uh, Road Warrior Hawk went to a double countout in a WCW International World Heavyweight Championship match. Shockmaster defeated the Equalizer. Uh, Steve Austin defeated Flying Brian. And Ric Flair defeated Big Van Vader by DQ in a WCW World Heavyweight Championship match. 24 years ago on Nitro... From Memphis, Eddie Guerrero defeated Rey Mysterio Jr. to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. 13 years ago on Raw from London, England, William Regal defeated Santino Morella to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship. 11 years ago, James Gibson announces his retirement from wrestling after a 14-year career, a.k.a. Jamie Noble. I'm Uh, Jamie Noble. He severely injured his back in a match with Sheamus, uh, combined with multiple nagging injuries over his career, uh, led to his decision to retire. Gibson is best known as the man who defeated CM Punk for the ROH World Championship in 2005, as Punk was heading to the WWE as well as one half of J&J Security in WWE. And personally, I would never ha- uh, hire J&J Security or any security from any wrestling organization as they all suck. Pretty much, yeah. They, they were not very effective. Job. They're so terrible at it. Not very effective. <clears throat> 
10 years ago today, the WWE Network logo was revealed. This logo would be adopted as the company's logo, making the Scribbly logo history. In November 11th, uh, to those that served in the military, past or present, we give our thanks. Moving on, 56 years ago in Denver, Colorado, Mad Dog Vachon defeated the Crusher to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. God, one hairy bastard. Uh, mm-hmm. 34 years ago, WWF taped the 13th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. George Steele defeated Danny Davis by DQ. Randy Savage defeated Bret Hart. And King Kong Bundy defeated Hulk Hogan by countout in a WWF Championship match. But of course, since he won by countout, the WWF Championship does not change hands. No, it does not. No, it does not. 14 years ago, TNA presented Genesis. The show featured the TNA debut of Booker D, who was coming off his recent WWE release. Abyss defeated Black Rain in a Shop of Horrors match. Samoa Joe defeated Robert Roode. Kaz defeated Christian Cage in a ladder match. And Kurt Angle and Kevin Nash defeated Sting and Bucka T. And finally, as soon as I get my scroll to work, 12 years ago, Ric Flair got married for a fourth time, divorced about two and a half years later, then hooked up with Fifi. Woo! Flair for the gold. Yeah, this uh, wife of his, uh, while looking for photos, is kind of messed up. Uh, she was actually uh, assaulting Rick okay. and causing scenes and stuff like that. So, uh, well, good thing he wasn't the one doing the assaulting at this time. But, uh, yeah, just kind of a messed up uh, situation with them. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, he ended up uh, meeting up with... Uh, Wendy again, and uh, Wendy was Fifi in WCW, and they got, uh, I'm not sure if they got officially married or they had a commitment ceremony a couple of years ago, and things seem to be uh, well. She's been by his side uh, from, for all his heart issues and even uh, this recent uh, controversy thanks to uh, Dark Side of the Ring and everything that's come out in the uh, plane ride from hell. Uh, situation. Uh, so who knows where he's going to land now. Um, people were expecting him to be over in AEW with Andrade. But that might not happen now because, you know, standards and practices and morals, shall we say, that Tony Khan has uh, kind of probably outweigh the possibility of Rick working there. Yeah, you know what? He's just got to sit and wait and let uh, time pass. And, uh, you know, maybe he should at least come out uh, to that woman and apologize. Uh, Because whatever Tommy Dream or any of those guys say, it's still what he did. He was a complete ass. And there's certain things that should not be let continue and that just shows that sometimes in wrestling and more so in the past hopefully and not so much now that 
that whole plane was the blame. Vince McMahon was the blame. I'm sorry, you're the boss of the company. You should have came out and fucking done some bitch smacking. So. And instead, he passed the buck to Jr. and he took the heat on that one. But uh, yeah, so we'll see what time uh, holds for uh, everybody, uh, including uh, Mr. Flair, and what uh, goes along that way. But yes, this was our uh, 48th episode of uh, this week in history. So we're getting close to our one year uh, around the calendar and uh, looking to revamp. So I think I'm going to start looking uh, this week at episode number one that we did and find out what we can take out of that and stretch out and expand and dive into uh, WD Magazine uh, also and see what was going on in that week or that month. Uh, Because I have at least 20 some odd years of uh, WD Magazine to uh, share with the uh, viewers here and we can uh, flip through the pages just like Craig DeGeorge did uh, as we want to update. So thank you once again for uh, compiling this list. And I want to thank everybody for listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Watching us on YouTube and Facebook, go over to our uh, shop at uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbagswrestling. Buy any of our t-shirts, including this lovely Scumbags Wrestling podcast uh, t-shirt, and you can uh, support our uh, friend Stephen uh, Spice, so Stephen's Wrestling Journey, and the uh, Kerry Malformation uh, Research through Kid- Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. So we are always uh, trying to give towards that. He's going to be doing his toy drive, I believe, very soon, so you can uh, check out that. I want everybody to also check out the All-Ontario Cup, which is uh, happening, uh, the Scumbags uh, Bracket is happening later on tonight. Contact Barry Wrestling to find out how you can uh, be part of it. Uh, it's a pay-per-view uh, tournament. 30 of the best uh, talent in Ontario. They're already halfway through, but uh, you can always uh, watch the uh, those other uh, episodes if you uh, contact Barry Wrestling and be a part of that. And also, finally, lest we forget, remember and stay for everybody. Uh, thank you to the troops, uh, past and present, who made things possible for us to be free. So, and I'd week. also like to um, uh, thank CoolBet.com and Sportsbook Betting and Casino Games. Uh, they are our sponsor. And, of course, thanks to our Johnners listeners and, of course, to all those that did serve in uh, any type of wartime and peacekeeping uh, for... Uh, keeping a lot of people safe over the years. Exactly. I did forget our sponsor for a moment. Sorry about that, Cool Bet. Uh, just it's Remembrance Day and trying to get fit everything in uh, before we go. Uh, everybody enjoy your Thursday, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you, Jonesy.